Dude, there's if you go, there's one posting on eBay of a King Cobra wand that's going for like six hundred sixty-six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's on. like be part of history. Four hundred and twenty dollars. Oh, four twenty. Yeah, four twenty sixty-nine. <laughs> what a fucking Chad. Yeah, I still want one of his wands. Though. Dude, I do too, but they sell out in like minutes. They're only like he only charges like thirty bucks. What does he make them out of? Can I see it? He makes them out of sticks. He finds. Well, now he makes them out of dowel rods because he's got a lathe. He's got a lathe? Who gave yeah, him a lathe? Yeah, he has a wand lathe. <laughs> Who the fuck gave him if a lathe? If you watch his videos, it's sitting on that table in the back of the room. Oh, I don't, know if, you saw, I don't know if you saw, but like a few days ago, he posted a video of him making yeah, a wand on the lathe, dude. I didn't watch it, though. And it snapped at the end? I was watching his meatloaf video last night, though, <laughs> and I was super fucked up. And I had to stop watching it, because it was just so cringe. It's so, I know. We are anime. Men of Misfortune, sponsored by Botanicana and Herbal Hemp Company. Oh, with that being said, you know, um, jail food, uh, stealing bug bombs and roach-infested vehicles aside, we would like to welcome you to another edition of, and now I mention everything. We are... Coming back from a long hiatus of about six weeks, because honestly, we just had to take a break from you guys. You know, we have lives <laughs> too. And, um, just too much fan mail, man. We had to go through all of it. That's took right. Six weeks. But you know, in that time, we uh, took some time to reflect on our lives and get out of the podcast jam and kind of regroup. And uh, it feels good to be back to it. I'm happy to be sitting here across my fellow hosts here. Mm-hmm, me too. And um, we've got some fun stuff to talk about with you guys today. A very, very prolific movie, as a matter of fact. We won't get into that just yet. I wanted to extend a huge, huge, huge thank you to all of our listeners for the amount of downloads we had last month. We had a record-breaking month. Well, actually, two record-breaking months in mm-hmm. a row. Back to back. Yep. Back to fucking back. What those, were our numbers on those again? I think we had, what, like 1,300 downloads for just the last month, and we didn't upload a single fucking thing. Yeah, that was just all, all old episodes. Yeah, dude. It just means more people are hopping on it. And right, I, I want to so. chime yeah. in real quick. I think I need to vote right now that we need to take a longer break. Six weeks wasn't long enough to get away from you fuckers. <laughs> That's right, yeah. We've get been, out of my house. We've been hitting it. <laughs> fucking hard for an entire year and i'm so glad that you guys stuck around for us after our break yeah because we're uh we're very excited to be back here at least me i don't know i'm fucking not i'm definitely ready to talk about some things but i wanted to talk about you guys first because without you guys we probably wouldn't be doing this honestly at least i wouldn't be i don't like i wouldn't be (laughs) i'm here for tyler i wouldn't do it even if there was a hundred dollars in this room (laughs) (laughs) It's all about the money. Oh, fucking Benjamins, make them rain. No, this is definitely rain. this is definitely our our labor of love. It's our baby. Oh you yeah, know, we love doing it. We just we really are grateful you guys like listening to it too. So it gives us more motivation to do it because then we're not just doing it for us. Exactly. You know? Yeah, the feedback that I get from a lot of my close friends and other people is they they love the show. Um, they think it's funny. I go back and listen to. The, I know Tyler goes back and Mason. We all go back and listen to the episodes and we fucking love them. And yeah, I'll. Not to sound like conceited, but I love laughing at some of the stupid shit I say because I obviously don't remember all of it. I love going back and hearing the dumb shit I say. Oh, dude! Yeah, every time I'm up. every time I'm editing, I'm just sitting there with a half smile on my face, just <laughs> laughing at our dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, dude. It's it's great. It's great. I also um, I also it helps me to speak more correctly sometimes because I tend to fuck up, and I have to edit myself. But that's okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> self-criticism aside. <laughs> got a little dark. Yeah, I got a little dark there. A little too personal. Anyway, we are, and now I mention everything. I am your host, Riley Wallen, to 
the other side of the table. <laughs> Is that your new thing now that we flip yeah. the table? To my in front of me. To my north. <laughs> That's now actually we, like a southeast direction. Something like that. We changed seating arrangements in the studio. Fucking and weird. And I actually like it a lot better. But across from me, I have these two wonderful gentlemen that go by. I am the co-host, which is different from now on. Uh, <laughs> I am your fearless leader, Tyler Campbell. And we always got your boy Mason here. We have them both live and in person. And today we are going to, as I said earlier, talk about something that is very prolific in the anime community. It has inspired many shows that aren't even really anime and just all kinds of fucking shit. It was very groundbreaking for the time it came out. It brought forth a new style of animation in anime and the story itself is just extremely dark and i don't know riveting is it a parable would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will say a uh, small little side note before you begin uh we the three of us and the other people we were discussing about der- certain ideas for certain shows and for anime one we came up with that i i, I get, can get behind totally is uh I, we want to go back more to like the golden era of, of anime like Yes. You know, so this one's older. Uh, just so in the future, plan to hear more episodes about so maybe some older ones or ones you haven't heard of, some more obscure ones. Yeah, we're so, definitely yeah. trying to ju- definitely trying to target on those uh, animes that not a lot of people have talked about. I mean, the anime yeah. we're about to talk about, it's, it's a lot of people have talked about. It's it. the golden age anime. It's an anime that is so uh, prolific. <laughs> prolific. <laughs> prolific. <laughs> Word of the day. Woo! Every, every time we fucking say prolific, you have to take a shot. I think something. I say prolific in every fucking episode that I speak. But uh, yeah, okay. no, it, it's so it's so important to the anime community. It's so important to what the anime community is. It it brought over. It started. It became one of the biggest animes of the 1980s. And without it, we wouldn't have the show or anybody, you know, really tuning in from America. No, we probably wouldn't. And uh, we also wouldn't have motorcycles either because this anime actually invented motorcycles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And, and red leather jackets. And Dude. red leather jackets. And Michael dumb. Jackson got all of his fucking drip from that movie. <laughs> it also invented the w- thing known as the World War. There Three. wasn't a world war before this. Not anime. not one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> not two. <laughs> Swear to God, I remember them telling me two. That never happened. Oh Jesus! So they just jumped the gun and went straight to two. Uh, basically, yeah. It's kind of like or how three. they went from like Windows Seven to like Windows Ten. Did that happen? No, I'm just kidding. Eight. Oh wait, yeah, they went from seven or was it? No, they didn't have nine. They went from eight to ten. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't gotten it already, we're going to be talking about the 1988 anime film Akira. And what's funny about this film is I actually named my daughter after it. My wonderful daughter, Red Motorcycle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been thinking about that joke all day, just so you know. No, her name's Akira. But anyway. And it means smart and what is it? Bright, bright, bright and, and clear. Yeah. Bright and clear. Mm-hmm. So she is I, all I have a question. I have a question for you. Mason and I have asked each other this question because we've brought up Akira before. It was like one of those animes where we're like, we should try Akira. And you didn't want to do it. Why didn't you want to do it? Because I had watched it once and I was kind of in and out at the time. Like I didn't really, I couldn't really follow it because we were hanging out at Jackson's house ah. when he lived on Jackson street. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I just, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Cause I was so in and out of it the whole time. And then I had watched it and I still didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> like I didn't really pay attention to that, to it that much. Cause I tend to, when I watch a lot of shows, I'm on my phone the whole fucking time. Like I just, it's an ADD thing for me. Like I can't just strictly pay attention to it. It's not that it's not good enough or anything. I just, I don't know. I get sidetracked or my phone's going off, whatever. So I didn't feel like I was really ready to talk about it at the time. And I know that there's a lot more to this. I guess you, I wouldn't really, maybe it's, you could call it a series. I would say IP, I don't it, know. IP. Yeah. That covers all of it. <clears throat> yeah. that You know, I just, I don't really want to try to do a deep dive on it if i don't know everything about right. it but as of today i've watched it three times and i feel like i understand you it watched now it three times ever. yes you watched it three times a day <sighs> no as of today oh, i've seen the as movie of today th- i thought I've you, seen the I thought movie you sat times. down and watched it three times i was like damn that's like like seven hours of your life 
Yeah, I don't have that kind of time. No. <laughs> <laughs> I miss I'm that. on my hungover day off. I mean, I, I guess I could have. I was thinking about watching it earlier, but I didn't. So anyway, as I've said for like the fifth time now, very prolific, inspired so many fucking things. Um, it, one of the, my favorite things about this is, as I said earlier, it inspired a new style of animation for the period that it came out. Instead of like your normal like twelve drawings per shot or per frame, I want to say, I think like it was like what between sixteen and twenty four drawings went it was to 12, like a, between twelve and twenty four per second of every second of that movie. Yeah, and so like they went above and beyond to really make this thing. And we were actually looking into some facts earlier. It uh, was a total of one hundred and sixty thousand drawings. That went into a two-hour movie. Jesus Christ. I mean, talk about, like, a painstaking process. And I believe that they started production on this in 1983 or 1982. 1982. Yeah. yeah. Which is actually when the manga first premiered. And those of you that want to read the manga, if you ever feel like it, go to your local bookstore or get online. It's a giant compendium of, like, all six, I want to say chapters. Yeah, there's six volumes. Six volumes, yeah. And... I personally haven't read it yet. I don't think it's uh, too terribly different from the movie, but I want to say you were actually saying earlier that there's something about like from I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, so I, I got that in the story. It's uh, so basically they started out halfway. It's like through volume one, almost all volume one, and then the uh, end of volume six, and then everything else was made filler because the anime itself was still being worked on kind of like full metal alchemist full metal alchemist you know started off with we're going to do half of this anime or half of this manga and then we're going to keep going and we're going to make our own storyline and that's basically what happened so there's there's some moments in akira where you're kind of like well that doesn't really make sense and it's because they were just going with it on the fly kind of like a filler episode yeah just for the gigantic ending do you want to get onto the story though yeah, let's get into it. Today's topic is an anime that is so groundbreaking and so important to the world of anime or even life itself for this community. Yet some of you might not even have the slightest idea of what this anime even is. For every episode of DBZ you sat down and watched, for every confusing episode of Evangelion, or even you younger listeners that haven't watched either of those, it is a massive influence in the Netflix TV show Stranger Things, The Last Jedi, Chronicle, and even strangely enough, Kanye West's music. Akira is like no other anime, but one of the few reasons for anime even making it big over here in America. Akira walks so shows like My Hero, Black Clover, Chainsaw Man, and even DBZ could run. It sounds like a far-fetched, but it's the truth. Without Akira, we probably wouldn't have the show or even anime to talk about. So let's get into this wonderful dystopian of the lost art. In order for us to start talking about the anime, we have to talk about Japan itself. Japan in the 80s was finally getting back onto its feet after World War II. The middle class had finally returned. The economy was booming. The growth in the people was at an all-time high. In the 1970s, only 49 animated feature films were made. But in the 1980s, the number exploded, bringing the count to 220 films. And on that list, Akira bringing what is known as the golden age of anime. No, this wasn't the start of everything when it came to anime. Hell, anime had been a thing in Japan for over 30 years. But by this point, some animators had 30 years of experience, clashing with this brand new generation of animators not obsessed with fan service, pandering, or even different genres of anime. In my eyes, anime at its purest form, anime made for no one, so it could be loved by everyone. Akira was funded by what we call, in the music world, a supergroup. It was created seven at this time, a massive animation studio. Kodashi, Maichi, Broadcasting System, Bandai, Toho, Laserdisc Corp, and Sumoto Corp, which brought the budget to the film to be around 8 to 11 billion yen, which matched that of what Disney is putting out for their films. Which is why I believe that this anime was done so well. They had the money, the people, the attention to detail that hadn't been done yet. It surpassed Studio Ghibli films with 12 to 24 drawings per second, making the anime flow like water. Akira was originally a six-volume manga made by Karuto Anatoma. I probably fucked that up. In (laughs) in 1982, 
and is set in Neo-Tokyo dystopian future of 2019, destroyed by, you guessed it, an atomic bomb during World War III, which happened in the first five seconds of the movie, <laughs> and the movie immediately started con- confusing. It was just like, what the fuck is going on? And, you know, it's funny you say that, because I kind of had that thought earlier. Even <sighs> though I had watched the movie like less than a year ago, I totally forgot Like they just have the one... So what is it like 1988 when that happens in the movie? Yeah. 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 The bo- you just see the bomb go off in the middle of the city. And then it's like five seconds later, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Okay. I still don't have a bike like that. It's 2019, dude. It's 2022 right now. Why don't I have one of those bikes? Why is I, that not available for everyone? I guarantee somebody's made a replica. They have a like few people. Have. Oh, a few people. have. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen them drive it though. Yeah, they can. There's fully functioning ones. I think oh, my so favorite insane. thing about the bike is when um, Kanida actually gets in it. Like the the cover on like the handlebars actually kind of like sinks down yeah. and locks in. Doesn't mm-hmm. like a dome go over like a little bit? Doesn't the, like the windshield go up a little bit? I don't think so. Yeah, like the no. front of it like clicks up. And okay, down. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. And I I don't know. Like when he's talking about the specs on the bike, he's like, oh, it redlines at like twelve thousand RPM, which that's pretty fucking high. Yeah, and he was like, driving that fast the entire movie. Well, he even explains in the beginning of the movie, it's like the bike's meant like you have to drive it fast to be able to drive it. Like, otherwise, it's undrivable. Yeah, that's why he couldn't get away when he took he stole it. Yeah, when uh, Tetsuo stole the bike, he yep. didn't know how to drive it, so he just fucked it up. Yeah, he, didn't he explain that to one of his crew members? He's like, you wouldn't be able to handle this bike. Yep, that was him. Like, that yeah, was, yeah, it's like the Tetsuo. first like five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when they're like, you see like the big... Like, beginning scene of, like, the bike gang going down the bridge, heading into, like, somewhere in Neo-Tokyo, or I think they're going into um, the old part of the city, I want to say. What do they call it? I think it's, like, Old Town or some shit. Yeah. I maybe. don't know. Old Tokyo. <laughs> just Yeah, we got Neo-Tokyo and Old Tokyo. Isn't old Tokyo is where he's from, and it's just like completely. It's just like dilapidated. Yeah, from like devastated. World War Three, at least in that movie, I want to say it's like very, um, I don't know, like post-apocalyptic. It's just civil say. unrest. There's riots going on all the time, and, and that's shit. where that's yeah. where most of the movie takes place, right? And in, in that area, like I'm pretty yeah, sure there's like kinda. parts that are in the city, but like it's more like on the outside of everything. I just always assumed it was just one big city. Me fucking too. Yeah. And then there's sewers. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so. I spend a decent amount of time in the sewers. Yeah, that's a fucking anime. I mean, it's it's they're they're all over the place. So let's get back. The the city is plagued by corruption, anti-government, protests, terrorism, and gang violence, causing martial law to try to uphold the peace. The movie is about two orphans, Kanida and Tetsuo, who start a violent biker gang called the Capsules. It shows their everyday lives, overcrowding in schools, abusive adults, and pure anarchy that they themselves cause, but only because they're the product of their own environment. Tetsuo starts off as this weak, defenseless character who knows of his shortcomings, but still drives for a better life with his girlfriend. You immediately feel sympathy for this character, but it also puts you into his perspective of why these kids are the way they are. They're two young kids trying to survive in a massively fucked up place. Shortly into the film, Tetsuo is involved in an accident with a runaway test subject causing Tetsuo to unlock his new profound psychic abilities, taking all of his shortcomings and projecting them into the world and the people around him in a massively fucked up way in search of the one they call Akira, who is the reason behind the nuclear bombing of Tokyo, forcing the hand of one of his true life friends, Kanida, to step up and try to stop him and the monster Tetsuo has become. The best part about this anime isn't the insane action, the gore, the sweet-ass bike, or even the artwork that made it so appeasing to the eye, because let's be real, that shit is top-notch. In my eyes, the best part about this anime really stands out is the cautionary tale, the dangers of what could happen to a nuclear war, and the dangers of becoming too strong too fast, along with the life lesson that no matter how life gets messed up, it still goes on, and it's your job to pick yourself up and keep going. You watch as this weak kid in this fucked up world becomes the Alpha and Omega and takes his issues with him all the way to the top in every second of every part of this film in such a short amount of time. Not as in common as it has become, Akira was just like Full Metal Alchemist in the aspects that it wasn't finished while they started animating it, but had the original Mangekai directing this project, which he later states that it was ultimately was the massive influence on how he ended the six volume series. Things to look out for in this anime. In the anime, what caused the explosion in the Third World War 
but in the manga, they show about 15 to 20 double pages of description up close destruction of Tokyo. The amount of voice actors in it that you'll recognize, like my favorite, who's almost instantly killed off, Steve Blum, the voice of Spike from Cowboy Bebop. The teddy bear monster is pretty badass. Watching Tetsuo explode Steve Blum's character is pretty fucking crazy. And seeing Tetsuo rebuild his arm out of scrap metal. If you have the option and you're watching it alone like I did twice, you'll be able to really soak in how much of these guys put into this thing. How much attention to detail they really put into this masterpiece. Fun fact of the day. Fun fact of the day. The first time this movie was aired in America was December 25th, 1989 a week after the first episode of The Simpsons was aired. Anime at this time in America's history is very bleak to say the least. Any film or show to hit that screen was met with harsh reviews and extreme American edits. But with every hardship this anime had, only made it stronger. And in my eyes, what really made this anime stand at the test of time. Because Akira, manga entertainment was born and it co-produced a little-known show that we know like Ghost in the Shell. It was mainly to thank for bringing over titles like Bleach, Naruto, DBZ, Digimon, and so many other states. So all in all, Akira is one of the most important anime movies that have ever come to the big screen or ever made its way to the states. Next time you're watching Samurai Jack, Perfect Hair Forever, Pokemon, Ninja Turtles, Batman and Robin, and see that sick-ass bike slide and see that sick-ass futuristic bike, just think to yourself that comes from something that still stands to this day and influences the people who made the shows we watch and brought something over here that still brings people together today. Ah, oh, fuck, I almost had it. Oh shit, what the- Get the fuck out of the way! Hey, fuck you, man! I'm trying to skate here! Hey, man. Fuck. What's wrong? Dude, there's nowhere good to fucking skate. I keep busting my ass on, like, concrete and sidewalks. I'm just tired of it, dude. I hate this town. Why don't you go to Hollywood? Hollywood? What the hell is that? It's an all-action, sports-friendly, 8,000-square-foot indoor skate park in Dubuque, Iowa, with 2,000 of that in a separate area, which can also be used for party rentals. Open six days a week, and we'll be doing an all-age show coming up here in the near future. Oh, shit, man. Thanks. I might have to check that out. Yeah, they're at 3125 Cedar Crest Ridge B. And when you go there, use the code MISFORTUNATE for half-off lesson or $5 off a day pass, which is normally $20. Oh, thank God they have lessons. I can't skate with shit. Hey, me too. Nice. Yeah, so you guys got any favorite parts of it? I mean, I talked about Stephen Blum blowing up the teddy bear monster. What about you guys? Wait, did you? So at the very end, you were saying that they released it on Christmas? December 25th? December 25th. That's a bold move. Yeah, Merry 19, Christmas, 19, people. 1989. <laughs> Merry Christmas, genocide. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I think the Japanese release, it says here, was in July 16th of 1988, totaling 124 minutes with a budget of $9 million and a box office total of $49 million. $9 million in 88. Jesus. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking money for animating just a essentially a cartoon movie you know because i don't know how common anime movies were back then to be i mean honest. i was about to I'm say sure they were out there's a they, lot they, out there there, there wasn't there that much there, there wasn't much when it i'm not sure but like in america it wasn't over here it wasn't over here no and like it wasn't when it, when it came over, over here. here like americans would be like why am i watching an adult cartoon yeah. this is fucking stupid yeah but then you had like the people that would go and see it and they're like that was the greatest fucking thing i've ever seen in my life yeah but then you were you were castrated and fucking beat up as a fucking kid if you brought up watching anime i mean even us when we were kids it wasn't cool fuck no no back in the 80s i'm sure it was really not cool (laughs) it was cool to me i mean that's all that matters i still get criticized for it today by some people i don't really give a shit yeah yeah then you just bring up king of the hill and they're like oh i guess that's anime and it's like no it's not but uh, if you could watch that you could watch this i had somebody tell me the other day they're like they're talking about another person and they're like oh isn't that weird shit that you like i'm like (laughs) like to find weird shit that i like and they're like Ah, uh, that nerdy, like, anime, like, cartoon bullshit you watch. And I'm just like, I don't think you understand, like, how adulterated some of the stuff is. Like, it gets pretty dark. There's some cartoon boobies in this show. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not just for one audience. You oh, know, you, did you get nervous because you thought he was going to say docking? Docking? <laughs> He's into that weird shit, bro. It's like, what do you mean? Schnoodly. How, how'd you know about my docking fetish? <laughs> I've been caught. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, just the cartoons. Thank just God. The <laughs> just the cartoons. How does he know? How does he know? How does he know? Yeah, what did you catch me on? Oh, it's the cartoons. Okay. Not the three dead bodies I have. Just that. In my just, bed. That. just that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
So I kind of want to talk about some of the production here because we touched base on it a little bit earlier. Um, just some notes I've got here. Um, while working on the Akira manga, Katsuhiro Otomo did not intend to adapt the series. However, he became very intrigued when the offer to develop his work for the screen was put before him. He agreed, he agreed to an anime film adaptation of the series on the grounds that he retained creative control of the project. This insistence was based on his experience working on Harmageddon. Never heard of that. The Akira Committee was the name given to a partnership of several major Japanese entertainment companies brought together to realize production of the Akira film, which Tyler had mentioned earlier. The group's assembly was necessitated by the unconventionally high budget of around 1 billion, 1 million yen. One, 1 billion, 1 million? I feel like Dr. Evil when I was saying <laughs> 100 that. 100 billion? <laughs> Is that like American dollars? Because it said in my paper it was... No, that was yen. It was 1 billion yen. Yen is like, what, 150 yens a dollar or something like that? Something like that, yeah. At least now. I don't Actually, I don't know what the conversion would have been back then. Yeah, I, I don't know if it would have been more or less. A lot assuming of it would have been... Math. Yeah. yeah. We don't got time for that. The only math I want to do is with my, my six-year-old son. When he gets older, it's going to be scary. You're like, when we get to fractions, son, you're on your own. Dude, you're so fucked. <laughs> your teacher wants to do it this way. Well, guess what? I did it this way. Oh, I'm wrong. All right. Have fun. Basically. So we're talking like a huge collaboration of some of the biggest studios at the time. I mean, that's probably why the amount of time that went into it was actually done. I mean, because five years for one movie, I feel like is a long fucking time. I don't, I mean... I don't know. I guess like the second Avatar has been in production for like how long? Forever since like, Blu-ray has been years. a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it the first Blu-ray movie? I don't think so. It was the first. Something. It was something like HD, 4K, crazy. It, so- it was something. Yeah, something it's something insane. cinematic. It yeah. was prolific. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke up, fuckers. Basically, uh, the teaser trailer for Akira was released in 1987. The film's main production was completed in 1987, with sound recording and mixing performed in early 1988. It was released in 1988, two years before the manga officially ended in 1990. Otomo was claimed to have filled 2,000 pages of notebooks containing various ideas and character designs for the film, but the final storyboard consisted of a trimmed-down 738 pages. He had great difficulty completing the manga. Otomo had stated that the inspiration for its conclusion arose from a conversation he had with Alejandro Jodoro Jojo Jotaro. Jotaro. He's been yeah. doing better with the Jodorowsky. names. Jodorowsky. He's been doing it. better. Like whenever he came out and said the the Mangekai's like name, like he like knocked it out of the park. I was like, God damn, hey. he said that like clear. And they had that conversation in 1990. He later recalled that the film project had to begin with the writing of an ending that would bring suitable closure to major characters, storylines, and themes without being extraordinarily lengthy. <laughs> what do you mean? Just fucking kill him? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Everyone <yeah>. dies. <laughs> so there probably was like an actual like more, I don't know, like more descriptive ending with <laughs> the actual saying, characters. Yeah. Like it didn't just end. Because in the movie, when you watch it... um, uh, Tetsuo literally like the last line of the movie is I am Tetsuo and you know I was thinking about that before we came up here I'm like so basically like Tetsuo is the new Akira you know like yeah if they were to mm-hmm. you know in my mind if they were to continue the story like if they were to do you know like I guess a sequel maybe they'd call it Tetsuo they actually I was gonna say they set it up real well for a sequel in my opinion yeah like they, they kind of left it open but so. I don't think it's ever going to happen. <laughs> no, it's been some time. It's been how long? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. It just pissed a bunch of people off. I don't know. Berserk's off. coming back, so anything's Berserk possible. I heard that it's back. coming back that, that, that Netflix is doing something with it. Like something like, they're, I know they're bringing back the uh, the 97 uh, anime to Netflix, so it's all going to be on there. So they'll have the original Berserk, but I don't know. I heard that they were like doing more with it. I don't I can't keep up with all of it. I yeah. just know, like, what was it, Berserk and Bleach and all those other shows that have been stopped. They're they're coming back with shit or whatever. Yeah, That's what Naruto it's did. definitely, I think it's definitely fan-driven. What like a comeback, though. What a comeback. Going from, like, 1989 and then coming reappearing in, like, 2023. I mean, it just goes to show you that, like, the fan base, we were all Never they were young, and now we're older, and they're like, all right, you have jobs and money, theoretically, and you're a functioning member of society. What do you want? And they're like, I want my old cartoon back. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
I'll pay you. And they're like, okay. Like, uh, <laughs> better roads, uh, more fuel efficient no. cars, cheaper <laughs> prices. Just bring the show back. I'll be fine. <laughs> the, in- the infrastructure of the world is going to go to trash, but we're going to have like the best animes. <laughs> right. Like this, bring the show back. We'll fix the economy, damn it. <laughs> Botanicana, an herbal hemp company with over 13 years of legal cannabis experience that strives towards educating guests on the health benefits of hemp and CBD products. A family-owned, farm-to-table business with the goal of making your quality products for your health and becoming your local source for all hemp products. Have questions? Stop by your Tri-State Botanicana locations today in Galena, Dubuque, and now Platteville. Botanicana, open your well-being. I did want to add also that its first television premiere um, was on the Sci-Fi Channel in America in the 1990s during their week-long anime events and Saturday anime block. You said long. Wong. <laughs> they had an anime block in the 90s? That's on cool. Sci-Fi Channel, apparently, which I did not know. So I could see that. Nice. Yeah. Sci-Fi Channel is actually not that old, I figured. Dude, Sci-Fi when I was a kid was the shit. Stargate. Loved it. Loved I couldn't, Sci-Fi. I dude. couldn't do some of the movies or shows on there. The, I, the, You know, like I've always noticed this, and I've kind of dubbed it. Like There's like a genre of shows, like Sci-Fi shows or like Sci-Fi sci-fi channel like shows or sci-fi channel movies like usually just have like really terrible cgi and stuff like that yeah like <laughs> like like how like the oxygen network has like their own theme of like <laughs> yeah. everything's the same pretty much but different <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like, like the, they have like c-list actors yeah that have been like a side character on like a major hollywood movie but they're like the main character of the sci-fi channel movie like uh what was that show oh what the fuck was it called like I think it was just called like I Zombie. It was like a knockoff Walking Dead show. I can't remember the name of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. But like the main character of it is what's his face from Road Trip, the skinny guy. The <laughs> really? Yeah. I know you're talking. I don't know his name though. Yeah, he yeah. was in like Road Trip and Hustle and Flow mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But he's like the main character of it. I'm just like, okay, well that's weird. But I don't know. I tried watching it one. Oh, Z Nation. Ah, uh, okay, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah, I tried watching it one time and I couldn't get into it because, like I said, sci-fi so, channel. So you don't think they could ever bring this back? Akira? You, yeah, if they came out with something after all this time, they've been secretly working on it for all this time. What a fucking move. I would honestly think... Would you hate it? Would you hate it? I mean, you guys, we were all wrong. Well, Mason wasn't, but we were wrong about the Dragon Ball Z movie. So let I me was. ask you this. I, I'll 100% admit it. I, I was wrong. You guys came back and you were like, it was amazing. And I was like, all right, I was wrong. How would you feel about a Billy Madison too? Ooh, but like Billy Madison, Adam Sandler ages. Anime doesn't. Right. But what I'm getting at is some movies don't need sequels. Some movies are just fine by What themselves. if it was like a remaster? Do you think that I they would... I think the only would... way that they could pull it off is obviously if the guy that owns the IP rights agreed to it and they did it in the same style they did back then. You would think they would have to do it in the same style? I don't think if they used CG or computers at all, it would hold up. I think... And, like, I don't think there's... <sighs> And I don't know. I doubt there's like a whole bunch of animators out there that used to work like they did in the 80s. No, you know no, what I'm no. Saying? Like no one even... really does that anymore. Uh, you know, it's... The guy from One Piece does, but I that he's like pro, pro- prolific. <laughs> prolific. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Uh... Anytime we say prolific, I picture it like something you'd see like a cutaway in a show where like it's like. You know, like the words getting written out, and then there's like a little bit of like stardust. I was about to say, at the end of it, I think of like the more you know, rainbow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like you know, just kind of pans across the screen. Every time you guys say prolific, I hope somebody's taking change the name to now. I mentioned prolific. (laughs) Basically, Um, so there have been some adaptations that almost happened with this IP Um, in 1988. Taito released an Akira video game for the Famicom exclusively in Japan. Mm-hmm. Another game for the Atari Jaguar, the Super Nintendo, oh, the shit, Genesis, and the Sega CD was being developed, but canceled along with prospects of another Akira title for the Game Boy and Game Gear handheld consoles. International Computer Entertainment produced a video game based on Akira for the Amiga and Amiga CD32 in 1994 to coincide with a DVD release in 2002. Bandai actually released Akira Psycho 
Cycle Ball, a pinball simulator for the PlayStation 2. Nice. I would play <laughs> the ever-living shit out of that. Some pinball? Sounds, sounds fucking great. I love s- anything pinball. It could be like... I don't know, a bunch of naked dudes and like the dicks are <laughs> the, like the, the dicks the, is the, the paddles. paddles. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, the fucking dick is the fucking pole. The paddles, thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't go that <laughs> far. Fucking spring. <laughs> well, I was going to s- tell the people too. Uh, I was, I collect Super Nintendo stuff. So I'm, whenever anybody mentions that, I get instantly intrigued. So I Googled it. And yeah, like Riley said, is it was canceled. But I guess in 2016, there was someone that found the demo for it because it was for the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. <laughs> Uh, and they found the demo, and it's online on YouTube now, and you can watch it. It looks pretty cool. We watched it before we did the the podcast. It was a it so. was a side scroller when you were and a first person like Doom too. Yeah, so when you were Tetsuo, you were do you you played the first person shooter, and you had your psychic abilities. And then uh, Kanida was a side scroller. He was like going through the sewers and stuff. Yeah, they it looked pretty cool. You should check it out. I'm definitely going to check it out after we um, do this episode because I want to see it for myself. Um, another adaptation, um, which I've heard in t- to be in talks before, was a live-action film. Um, since 2002, Warner Brothers acquired the rights to create a live-action remake of Akira as a seven-figure deal. The live-action remake has undergone several failed attempts to produce it with at least five different directors and ten different writers known to have been attached to it. By 2017, director... Taika Waititi was named as the film's director for the live-action adaptation for Warner Brothers. They had scheduled the film for release on May 21st, 2021, and filming was planned to start in California in July 2019. However, Warner Brothers put the work on a definite hold just prior to filming as Waititi had chosen to first direct Thor Love and Thunder and the sequel, the sequel to Thor Ragnarok, obviously. Interesting. And that yeah. just came out. Yeah, that's not crazy. Too long so ago. he was like, "Fuck this movie! I'm going to do this one." Instead. I wonder if they're going to bring it back now that Thor's done with. That's I mean, interesting. It's possible. I could see it. Um, Taika Waititi is a fucking awesome director. Um, yeah, I love that movie. I, I'm not going to lie; I wasn't as impressed with the new Thor movie I, as I, I was with was with Ragnarok. Ragnarok definitely was a game changer for the Thor yeah. movies. It had gone from being like super fucking serious and plot driven to just dumb jokes and having fun, and you know, just. Doing stupid shit, and they even got like a little more vulgar with him being involved, which I thought was great. Um, he, there's another show he's made called Reservation Dogs that I've been watching a lot recently. I was kind of talking to Mason about it uh, last week. And it's just a bunch of uh, like teenagers on a reservation in like South Dakota, just doing a bunch of hood rat shit, and it's really funny. Um, yeah, that, I mean, but there there's a chance for it to hit mainstream media again. What was it? What was it, Riley? Did- Woo, Indian knife man. <laughs> oh, William knife man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. If you know uh, that meme, you know it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually where it comes from. Is reservation dogs. Um, that's funny. I've seen it like with a bunch of Call of Duty TikToks and stuff like that. Like some guy will get stabbed with a knife and then he'll cue that clip. You know my name, William knife man. Yeah. If you guys haven't watched Reservation Dogs, I definitely recommend it. Um, I don't think it gets enough attention. I, um, I've been wanting to watch it for a while, and then I finally just pulled the trigger on it, and I'm glad I did. Um, so but, yeah. no, but no, yeah, sorry to cut you off, Tyler. Yeah, I mean, do I, do I think it's coming back? Is it, that what you're going to ask it me? It can hit mainstream media again. What if it came back? I mean, honestly, it's kind of crazy that they've had 10 directors. I mean, this imagine this being your big break, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll tackle this almost impossible anime. Got it. Well, now they got the, they this got the guy te- that's really good. They got the technology. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's been in a lot of, he's taken on a lot of big projects that have done really well. So I think, you know, if they put the right amount of time and effort into it they can make it happen wow how dope would it be if he was like all right i took a break after making thor love and thunder and then he's like all right got back to it all right cracks the knuckles just you know ready to go yeah probably wouldn't come out until like the next decade or something if you're listening to this in the future we're right right yeah (laughs) (laughs) future me take notes basically I'd be all for it. I honestly would watch the shit out of it. I um, just it goes back to our conversation about live action, man. I don't know. It's just sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, Always right, will be. There, there are some that do it good, like Arona Kenshin. But Dude, like, if they fucked up Akira, I, there would be would, riots in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I'd cry. I'd yeah, cry. It, it would be. I, I, I think that would put the nail off. in the coffin that like it would be a giant signature. I mean, I thought DBZ would have been enough, but they kept going. Because everybody's like, oh, we're going to do this. And it's like, man. How about no? 
How about we don't and say we did? Just, you, you I just want to. Who are the people in the polls they take? Are like, do you want this live action? Who are the people saying yes? I yeah. feel like they're the people that like hate anime people, and they're just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, make it live action. <laughs> yeah, you get some like dude on the street with a mic, and he's like, "Yo, you want to watch a t- uh, cartoon about this guy who rides a motorcycle, and you know, there's psychic abilities, people blow up." No, I don't like cartoons. But if you made a live action, I would watch it. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> They're gonna make it like a Netflix series. That'd probably piss me off. Oh yeah. yeah. Lie. Oh yeah. I think I'm one of the only people I know that gets aggravated over a lot of the things Netflix puts out. I think it's just like recycled garbage show after another recycled garbage show. Like it was just like the dumbest plot ever. Like I don't know. It's it's really annoying. Like I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Netflix will make a show about fucking anything. Oh yeah. When are, we, when are we gonna get our show on there? Yeah. Right. Like Netflix. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I mean, we we need. Great. A, They're gonna be blowing up my DMs, yo. Let's yeah, make a movie. We, yeah. We'll make a show about uh, planting fucking a garden. And, we just and we're go gonna make a show about house. snake. Your banana snake. Dude, every day right. just close ups. <laughs> Just close up to banana. The show is just going to be me like walking in this room once a day, like spraying water into the tank, and then like that's it. Hey, Japanese people have watched crazier shit, so I, I think it would. I think somebody would watch it. I mean, there was the guy who got the ho- the apartment building thing. I was like, we're gonna I think talk about that in another show. I think. Aren't yeah. We? yeah, stay tuned yeah. for that shit show. What was the What was his name? I I can't remember. Japanese as fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus stay Christ. tuned for that one. That one's gonna be an yeah, interesting dude. One. It's gonna be a crazy episode. <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? It's Tyler. It's Talon, and we're from Misfortunate Media, and we're here to talk to you about better help. Listen, guys, we get it. Life is hard. Life is stressful. This country doesn't take mental health as serious as it should. This is where BetterHelp comes in to help. Everyone here deals with some form of depression, stress, fatigue, and exhaustion. So we partnered with BetterHelp to help everyone who wants it. Use code MISFORTUNATE at BetterHelp.com MISFORTUNATE to get 10% off your first month. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com forward slash MISFORTUNATE. Stay misfortunate and always listen to mom. Back to Akira. What we got? So Tyler kind of touched base on it earlier. I want to talk a little bit more about it. Um, probably one of the, 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 the most famous recognizable things from Akira is the infamous Akira slide. Mm-hmm. And the Akira slide, which for those of you who have seen it, it refers to a scene where Connie just slides into view with his motorbike as he uses a sideways slide to bring his bike to a halt. Now, not only is that like one of the coolest fucking scenes ever in an anime movie, it was so cool that it inspired. I mean, I'm looking at probably like, I don't know, like 30 different series is right here. And I'm just going to go ahead and lift list every single one off that I see. We've got Batman, the animated series in 1993, which Tyler mentioned. Um, You're under arrest. 1994 gargoyles, 1994 air master, 2003 teenage mutant Ninja turtles, um, the series that came out in 2003, um, Yaka Japan, 2004, super robot monkey team, hyperforce go <laughs> Love that show. <laughs> my favorite 2005. What a time for cartoons. Um, teen Titans in 2005, Gurren Logan in 2007, Whoop. star Wars, clone wars, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, pretty fresh or <laughs> fresh, pretty cure. No idea what that is. Lupin the third versus detective Conan in 2009, Pokemon diamond and pearl. Adventure Time, Clarence, Ready Player One, Marvel Spider-Man in 2018, among many others, several live-action films have also paid homage to the Akira slide, notably in X-Men Origins Wolverine, and most recently, Nope in 2022, which I really would like to see that movie eventually. What's Nope? As a Jordan Peele movie that oh, just yeah, yeah, came yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that's okay. dope. Yeah. That's dope. I know he's a big fan of anime. No, it's not dope. It's Nope. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. I see what you did. <laughs> You're thinking of the shitty Netflix movie about the 14. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is a movie. I really want to watch Nope. It's, uh, I've heard a lot of, I mean, we're getting a little off topic here, but I've heard, I don't know what the fuck it's about. I've heard it's like about angels and I've heard it's about aliens and I've wanted, been wanting to watch it, but it's like $20 on Amazon prime to fucking rent it. Fuck. I might watch that tonight. Yeah, might, coming I'm, over. I'm, yeah. I'm about to <laughs> rent that shit tonight, but all right, let's get back to Akira. Continuing on, as far as cultural impact, um, you know, minus the slide, you know, this anime set the stage for, I think, pretty much every, like, Neo-Tokyo anime you can think of 
Um, you mentioned Ghost in the Shell earlier. Yep. I think even, you know, I don't know. Like, would you even say, like, maybe Cowboy Bebop? Not so much. I could see it with the futuristic feel to it. And I, I, I wouldn't, I, I could see it being like, I don't know. That one's, that one's a, that's a hard question. Um, some that, you know, more common, obviously Pokemon, Dragon Ball, Naruto, original Dragon Ball was out around, around the same time. I think the manga was actually before the Akira manga. I want to say. Yeah, probably. Yeah. A, a lot of it like kind of reminds me of 60. like the Neo Tokyo. It reminds oh, nope. me a little bit about, uh, <clears throat> kind of like cyberpunk a little bit mm-hmm. but like yeah. less futuristic yeah and i just lot, i just looked it up trash too yeah i just looked it up uh it's funny because blade runner came out in 1982 and that's There's when they another, started yes yeah. i wonder if that was like a somewhat of an influence because they're, they're not exactly the same but that you know it's just shitty future so kind of. i'm glad you mentioned that because i want to talk about blade runner for a second i personally think that movie is a little overrated I watched Damn. it recently, and I didn't think it was bad. I didn't really think it was great, though. I, I think don't really. I mean, I understand kind of what it was about, but I at any point in that movie, I wasn't just like, "Oh my god, this is blowing my mind right now." So what I think it is is I will half agree with you. The story is kind of like blasé, but like the atmosphere. That's what I take away from the movie. The yeah, atmosphere yeah. of it is really done really well yeah like that's what i think it's famous for but like yeah the story and like the plot and the writing it's just kind of it's kind of meh yeah like guys sent out to fucking hunt down like (laughs) basically robot humans you know and falls in love with robot human girl and you know yeah yeah, like that's it i don't know i didn't really take away much from it like i don't know i wasn't really that just impressed. the city just take away the city from yeah, it. yeah. aesthetically <laughs> i thought it was really pleasing and i think uh, kira Timeline drew thing. a lot of influence from that so i, I want i wanted to talk about this uh i i mentioned something earlier i don't know if any of our listeners remember chronicle but it is like the most blatant fucking ripoff off of akira minus the bikes is it animated no, no it's, it's, a, a, it's a live action, action movie. like okay. psychic movie and like one of the friends goes power hungry right yeah so if i remember right um gets all deformed and shit too so it was in that era of movies around like the early 2010s where like you remember when project x and movies found footage yeah found found footage footage yeah movies basically Mm -hmm. at that point in time like for some reason hollywood was like we need to make all these found footage movies (laughs) like we need to make all these movies in the fucking perspective of somebody holding the camera the whole time. Like, I swear to God, they're like, like Cloverfield and shit. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly. And that was around the same fucking time. Cloverfield, yeah. Project <laughs> X, Chronicle. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of any. Uh, the the uh, ghost movie. The fuck? Oh, Parent. Paranormal, paranormal activity I, yeah. and like all 20 of those you know yeah yeah <laughs> i i've never even seen the first one all the way through oh, you can less about it yeah. but i actually when i first chronicle first came out i actually liked it but i think that where that story differs is if i remember right it's like that group of friends or it's like a couple of friends yeah, they it's, go it's on more there, than just one person they, they fall into like a crater and then the guy touches it and he gets powers and then he basically becomes like a fucking demigod and he has you know esp and telekinetic yeah, abilities they, they, all, they all three get it but only one friend really hones in on the, the abilities like they yeah. are able to do it like they're able to fly and like move shit but like he's able to move shit yeah yeah and he also is like a really abusive home life and everything yeah he's just like he's like the kind of person that shouldn't get those abilities because he's gonna turn into the fucking villain yeah absolutely (laughs) exactly like akira yeah Yeah. i was gonna say and that's where it relates to tetsuo because um that's where they drew the influence from because tetsuo was a troubled kid who i believe lost his parents and during I wanted, I don't think it was during the World War. Maybe it just said he was an orphan. I thought. Yeah, I don't he think was just an you. orphan, and you know he was kind of always second fiddle to Kamida. Like you know, Kamida's always pulling him out of the fire, saving his ass, like you know, taking his battles for him and whatnot. And that's how he, you know, he finally he gets into that accident and gets taken away, and then you know, psychologically starts getting fucked up because of all the studies they do on him, and then like he starts linking with. We're going to call them the Benjamin Button Trio, as I like to refer to them, because <laughs> I can't remember all their names. 
And that's when he kind of just starts to lose it from there. And then he's finally like, oh, shit, I'm powerful. I was going to say, up until that point, he's, like, scared. And then he realizes he is super powerful. And then he just, yeah, super power hungry. and just says, fuck everyone, pretty much. Yeah. I I remember the kids' names. We had Little Timmy. We had (laughs) Olga. And definitely there was a Harold. Harold was the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. Without wheels, the floating (laughs) Professor X chair. He definitely had the Harold haircut going on. You know I, what I remember mean? their names just like it was yesterday. He looks like uh, like Wilson Fisk from Daredevil, like CEO type, <laughs> big, short, fat guy in a chair. So with that being said, um, you know, we've talked a lot about Akira. We've talked a lot about its influences. We've talked a lot about what it's inspired. For those of you that have not seen the movie yet or read the manga, take the time. Do either. Do both. Dude, it's definitely hour, watch the movie. Two hours out of your time. You can literally find it anywhere. It's online. on Hulu. Yes, Even yeah. if you don't want to read the subtitles, they have it in dubbed. Go to a garage sale. It'll probably oh. be in a pile of fucking movies somewhere. When you mention the dub, just to preface that, it's rough. <laughs> the, yeah. the the English voice acting is is yeah. Uh, <clears throat> It made very well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just it's, letting you know, <laughs> it's not like you're gonna rip your ears off and scream in pain bad, but it's not that great. It's not no, and there's there, there yeah. are moments there are moments in the anime where there's kind of like facial expressions that are kind of like, why the fuck did you just do that? So I'm glad you mentioned that too. Like one, my one pet peeve with this movie is everybody has the same fucking face. <laughs> Like they have the same eyes, except for Akira's mouth. eyes, right? That's the only yes. different one is Akira's eyes. That's how eyes. you know that's he's Akira. You know. <laughs> and I'm glad you said that too, because I had that thought earlier. Yeah. Just like that's how you know it's. Him. Yep. <laughs> he looks different. He's got the al- <laughs> he's got the almond eyes, super Asian eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he's got Tyler's eyes. Oh shit. <laughs> so, like I said, go out watch the movie if you haven't. It's definitely worth your time. If you're listening to this, I'm assuming you've probably watched it, but there's probably a small percentage of you that haven't. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast today. I'm sorry we couldn't go into it as deep as we wanted to. There's just kind of a lot to fucking talk about, and I want we like to keep these deep dives as spoiler free as possible. No spoilers. Sometimes. Try. No spoilers, <laughs> except for Berserk. Don't listen to that episode. <laughs> as a whole, we just kind of wanted to um, talk about what more of a cultural influence this movie has been on our great earth yeah dude it's inspired so many things inspired so many people and because of it we have the anime we have today so raise your fucking flags to fucking akira man hell yeah That's so right with that i also want to add i want to say thank you guys for uh all the listenership that riley brought up in the beginning of the show you guys have been killing it uh we've been we've been hitting numbers that we've never hit before even 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 on our break i was expecting us to have like none I was like, oh, yeah, this, these, these are going to crash. And you guys kept up, and it's, that's awesome. And we can't thank you guys enough. Go ahead and check us out on Instagram. We've got a Snapchat now. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, ticker turker. Yeah, the ticker turkey. Ticker turkey. Ticker turkey. We might be on Twitter soon. Yes, we will be tweeting. Uh, our lovely, fantastic intern, Dylan, will be on that account. So show him what's up whenever you get that fucking ad. Absolutely. And with all that being said, I am your host, Riley Wallen. I am your fearless leader, Tyler Campbell. And as always, it's your boy Mace. Stay animated. And we're out.